0: Welcome to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Behold Israel provides biblical teachings through its tours, speaking events, and social media. It's also a reliable and accurate source for developments in Israel and the region. Amir's live updates and teachings are based on God's written word. Connect with Behold Israel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download our free app, available on Android and Apple, under Behold Israel. So the title of the message this morning, as you guessed already, is The Satanic Plot to Reduce Earth's Population. Ooh, look at this. You're probably saying, I knew it, I knew it. Well, before we jump into a conclusion, or before we say stuff like that, I want to tell you that I made a habit throughout my short life That I dare not jump into sensationalism and into conclusions that are not based on scripture and on events that are happening around us. Oftentimes I see people that are jumping into the world of the conspiracy and they lose their legitimacy and their, uh, um, I would say, um, authority when they do that. Because... It's so easy, it's so easy to be pulled into all of that. However, we need to understand that this world, what we see, is not everything. And in fact, what we don't see is far greater than what we see. And we need to remember that what we see is what people want us to see. So we understand that. And and I want to take you all the way back to Genesis because God is the one who gives life. We do not breathe life to anyone. No human being ever gave life to someone. Now we can pray. We can help. We can bring him to get help. But ultimately, the beginning of life is from God. The Bible says in Genesis 2-7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. If you don't believe me, keep the dead corpse out there and come back in, what, three years. It will be completely dust and the skeleton will stay there. Ladies and gentlemen, from the dust of the ground, he, cre- he formed man and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. What's the difference between me and a person in a morgue right now? I mean, he has a body. I have a body. He has two legs. I have two legs. He has one nose. I have one nose. But the breath of life. And man became a living being. He was just a body formed from the dust of the earth. And it was God who breathed life into him. And he suddenly moved. And just so I can remind all of you, Adam was not a baby. He was never born a baby because he was never born. Adam was what? Created. In the Hebrew language, the word create is an attribute that is only of God. You cannot create anything as a human being. You can make. But you cannot create, because create is making something out of nothing. That's exactly what happened. And Job, one of the earliest books in the Bible. Job is the one who said, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Then already, they understood that. Something that we tend to forget, everybody understood then. And Paul the Apostle, when he traveled around, And he was in the heart of the capital of philosophy and wisdom in Athens, Greece. In Acts 17, he said to all those wise people, God who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He worshiped with men's hands as though He needed anything, since He gives to all life, breath, and all things. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he says, "...I urge you, in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate." So we have to remember, God is the one who created all of us to begin with. We are the descendants of Adam, as you all know. And the populating of the world is from God. This is, you know, if you go back to Genesis, when he created, you know, he obviously had the first day and second day and third day and fourth day. But the fifth and the sixth were amazing because after he prepared everything, now he says he created a man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Hello? And then he says, then God blessed them and God said to them, what? Be fruitful and what? Multiply and what? Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That was Genesis 1:27, 28. Let's go back to the fifth day. So God created great sea creatures, and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded, and according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that He was good, and God blessed them. He blessed the birds. He blessed the fish. He blessed the shrimp. As a Jew, it's hard for me to say that. It says what? Every living thing that moves with much, with the waters about, And then he says what? What did he say to them? He blessed them saying what? Be fruitful. And what? Multiply. And what? Fill. What? The waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. That's God. So don't tell me. That God takes pleasure in reducing any population. When it's Him to begin with that commanded both the animals and man to multiply. Now we have to remember, there's a whole discussion about pro-choice versus pro-life. And this is baloney. Why it's baloney? And as a Jew, I can tell you, baloney is not kosher. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the opposite of pro-life is pro-death. That's the opposite. Last time I heard, last time I learned, opposite of life is death. The opposite of pro-choice is to be forced to do something, but not pro-life. Pro-life can never stand against pro-choice. Grammatically, it's wrong. Am I getting angry right now, because that's how I feel? It makes me sad that people buy that, as if they don't even think. The term pro-life is a great term, but pro-life and pro-choice should be the same, because life is a choice. You understand that? I mean, go to Deuteronomy 30 and the Lord speaks to Moses and says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you. What? Life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, what did God say? Choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Choose life. There is a choice and there is life. They go together. They're not opposite one another. The world is trying to tell you that either you choose or it's life. No, you choose life. That's pro-choice. John 3, 16, 17, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should what not perish, but have what everlasting life. That's what God is all about, life. He wants us to choose life. And so, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And only when you believe in Him, you receive everlasting life. John 10.10, the thief does not come, except what? That's the name of Satan. He is describing Satan here, to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have a life, Jesus said. He's the giver of life, eternal life. And that they may have it, what? More, what? Abundantly. Hey, I want you to live, but not just, I'm alive. I want you to live abundantly. I want you to have the joy of the Lord. You know how many people I, I see, how are you? Saved by grace. <laughs> well, the joy of the Lord is not your strength, that's for sure. So what brings death to begin with? I mean, you have to admit it, God did not create death to begin with. God never meant anyone to die. To begin with, God said and warned, Do not, remember? Do not eat of that fruit. Because if you do that, what? You will surely die. So what we can already conclude is that sin brings death. And God warned us against it. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. He didn't say, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. He says, don't eat because you will die. I don't want you to die. I want you to live. So don't touch it. It's very interesting how it works, because that's not what people tell you. Romans 5 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin. And thus what? Death spread to all men, because all sinned. One of the saddest chapters in the whole Bible is Genesis chapter, chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. It says, all have sinned. And it says that man's heart was all about evil continually. And God says, I, I regret that I even created man. Romans six twenty three: for the wages of sin is death. But then look what he says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. James 1, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has convicted, conceived, excuse me, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full-grown, brings forth death. And so we have to change the equation, ladies and gentlemen. Life versus death Good versus evil, it's not anything else. And so we see when it, it, when it says in Psalm 37, 27, Depart from evil and do good, and then dwell forevermore. Life is coming to you when you depart from evil and you do good. Isaiah 520, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil. Put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, they will convince you that the worst choices you can ever make are the best ones. And they will tell you that the best choices, according to God's word, you can ever make are the worst ones. They completely confuse what evil is and what good is, and it's Terrible Romans 2, 5-8, to "...but in accordance with your hardness and your impatient heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one, according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patient continuance is in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immorality." But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil. By the way, to the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace to everyone who works that is good. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. Psalm 15 says, the heaven, even the heaven are the Lord, but the earth he has given to the children of men. God made everything so great, but then he gave it to us. <laughs> and, and then it says in Psalm 53, the fool has said in his heart, you know, after God gave him the world. There is no God. Really, who gave it to you? Did you create all of this? Did you create the fish and the trees? And did you create the seas? And there is no God. They are corrupt and they have done abominable iniquity. And there is none who does good, he says. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt, together become corrupt. Remember that, and there is none who does good. No, not one. Oh, I'm a good person. No, you're not. Romans 3, "...but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God, but being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus." And, and I want you to understand, It is clear from the old in the Psalms and the new in the book of Romans, of course, no one is righteous by himself and through his own works. But then I want to move now to the war that we cannot see. You see, For us, we are limited people with limited understanding based on limited things that we watch and see and and register in our brains. And If I show you a swastika today and I ask you, what is a swastika telling you? You're going to say Nazis, but what if I showed you a swastika from 2,500 years ago? The Nazis did not exist. But because your brain is so fixed on Nazis and swastika, when you see a swastika, you immediately jump to a conclusion that's Nazi. The same thing with Star of David. The Star of David has never been a Jewish sign to begin with. It was adopted by the Jews, and now, whenever you see a Star of David, you think it's Jewish, it's Israel. But to begin with, any amateur archaeologist, if you tell him that, what if you dig in a 2,000-year-old site, and you see a Star of David, you know what he'll tell you? Okay, then, can you establish it's Jewish? Of course not. So what is it that you find, that you know that it has to be Jewish? The seven branches can elaborate, the menorah. So when you go to a site, 2,000-year-old, and you see all of those pentagrams and stars of David and uh, swastikas sometimes on the mosaic floors of of some churches and some synagogues. Believe it or not, that's not because there were Nazis or Satan worshipers or Jewish necessarily. There is a war we cannot see because we don't see it physically. But Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities against what? Powers against what? The rulers of what? Darkness of this age against what? Spiritual hosts of what? Wickedness in where? Yes. Wow, well, you can read. <laughs> in heavenly places. That means that there is a war going on in heaven. If you don't understand that, you need to read Revelation 12. There is a war going on right now. And the minute the war will move down to earth, that's when we have to check out of here. We can't be there. And So, I have to bring you now to a place in America. Let's just zoom in all the way, somewhere in the south, not next to you, but not too far also. I'm bringing you. To a granite m- monument erected in 1980 in Albert County, in Georgia, to those stones. They look nice. Several stones with several languages: Chinese and Hebrew and Arabic, Russian, English, of course. And uh, when you zoom in, zoom in, please. I want. Let's zoom in, please. <laughs> the next slide. I want you to see. I want you to see something very interesting. The first of their commandments is what? Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. In other words, a group of people that erected a bunch of stones as a monument, call them the guide stones. They are openly calling for the world to what? Reduce its population from 7.8 billion right now to half a billion only. And they're saying it has to be in perpetual balance with nature. This is what they say. This is out in the open. And then when you look carefully, who built it? The next slide, you can see it says, that the sponsors are a small group of Americans who what who seek the age of reason. And when you look, I was wondering, what is the age of reason? I found there's a book called The Age of Reason, written by Thomas Paine. And he was a deist. He, was an, he, he argued basically that the Bible is consisted of mythology and, and had value just as a piece of literature, but um, was not divinely inspired. You see, (laughs) remember, we we were saying that the man says, there is no God. Remember that man detached himself from God, from the Word of God, from the things of God. God. Then man wants to become God. And you want to become God by doing the things that only God can do. You decide who lives and who dies. Isn't that interesting? Hitler did it. He wanted to be like God. He felt like he is God, and he decided that Jews should not live. It was a a decision, a decision he took, and he, he acted upon it. Of course, he failed, because there is a God, and it's not him, and he has the final word. But you need to understand, there is a group of people, and you must understand, this is not, I'm not sensationalizing anything here. I'm actually quoting what they say about themselves. There's a group of people in this world, predominantly in America, in Western Europe, some in other places around the world. They believe that they are the enlightened ones. They believe that they have seen the light. They believe that they know better than you, that they understand better than you. They believe that they are ought to make the decisions for you. Because all of you are incapable of taking the right decision. And by the way, they mock and ridicule politicians. The politicians are for them those who just dance before them and play before them. I'm talking about a cartel of international bankers, industrialists, based mostly, as I said, in Western Europe and North America. The names of certain of those families persist over long periods of time. Some of the most important ones are the Rothschild, the Rockefellers, Morgan, Lazard, Warburg, Schroeder, and what? Schiff! (laughs) I wish I could laugh. I wish I could laugh. But what we've been witnessing in this country is an ongoing madness orchestrated by this group of people to bring about something else. And they they want you to understand that they've seen the light. They want you to understand. So they're using symbols. Symbols that will allow you to understand the light that came, the all-seeing eye that is always there. they completely not acknowledging God Himself. They made sure it will be worshipped and it will be on your dollar bill. They made sure it will be everywhere. They made sure that those, those symbols will be inserted in the subconscious of every American, every person even around the world. And they make sure that while they may say that in God we trust, in actuality it's act- not even the case. They are actually looking at, we're looking at pyramids that pagans used to worship. Albert Einstein, by all means, was a very smart man. Hello? And he understood something. He said, the minority, the ruling class at present, has the schools and the press, usually the church as well, under its thumb. This enables it to organize and sway the emotions of the masses and make each tool of them. I want you to know that there is a group of organizations that some of them were founded in the early 1920s, some of them in the 30s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And this is just the last leg of organizations and secret societies that have been there throughout history for the longest time. I can actually draw a direct line from Genesis, chapter 3, all the way to this. You see in 1921, Council of Foreign Relations, you see 1930, you see 1954, the Bilderberg. You see 1968, the Club of Rome, the Trilateral Commission, and you see more and more and more things. Ladies and gentlemen, in one of those meetings of the Bilderberg uh, um, in Germany, in Baden in 1991, David Rockefeller himself said I would have been, it would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. In other words, we're operating under the radar. But now, the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government, the super National sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national autodetermination determination practiced in past centuries. That's what he said. And by the way, in his own book in page 405, memoirs. He said, some believe that we, the Rockefeller family, are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integral global, political, and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I'm proud of it. And he wrote it in in his own book. You can read it. One of the congressmen, very courageous, by the way. Along the history, God is picking people to pick up those signals and to bring out the truth. Some of them are followers of Christ. Some of them are mastering in their own profession as doctors, as politicians. And Congressman Larry P. Mcdonald said the following thing, "...the drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government, combining super-capitalism and communism under the same tent and under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. Am I convinced there is such a plot? International in scope, generations old in planning, and incredibly evil in intent." He said that, and right after that, they made sure he will not stay alive. This is a tragedy that happened in 1983 on September 1st, when the Soviet Union at the time shot down a Korean Air 747 jumbo jet, and he was on it. Psalm 37 says, The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him. For he sees that his day is coming." There's evil and there's wicked people. And they see the just people and they're laughing at them. They plot against them. But God has the last word. And he's saying, your days are numbered, just so you know. You can do whatever you do, all of your shenanigans, everybody can see. My people should know about it also. And your days are coming. Ephesians 5 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather, what? Expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. You see, you understand that group of people that believes they've seen the light of the world. The, the light, by the way, when you ask them, which light have you seen? You, really, in their books, they write, we've seen the light of Lucifer. And He is the true light-bringer. That's what they say. And you know how they work. There is thesis and there is antithesis. I mean, they, literally, every force tends to have an opposite con- uh, counterforce. And the conflict between the two results in a new situation, synthesis. And the synthesis is what those enlightened people make in their business to be the synthesis. This is what they do. Thus, no problem situation is ever nipped in the bud. It is rather forested and used. Just as when they created Soviet Union, they forested that and used it. And when the time has come, they dissolved it. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand, it's bigger than you think. And anyone that is... Putting his finger on it, boom, is removed. Control and exploit- exploitation of the standards of public health, the sale of prescription drugs in a hu- is a huge business generating what mega profits. Medical operations and treatments can also be very profitable to big businesses. These extreme treatments have their place but are overused for the sake of profit. In fact, Big business, particularly the big drug companies, have a vested interest in the ill health of the population. These companies, working through the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, they've tried to suppress the health food industry. And in this, they have largely failed. But now, the game is to own it and control it, so that the health food can only be afforded by the elite. And then... They say they put a big facade of the United Nations. We come together and we make sure to to supply all the needs of the world. And they big big, big building. I mean, look at the building of the uh, UN, I mean, the General Assembly and and, and, and all the flags and everything. But in reality, this is the most ungodly place on planet Earth, Genesis 11. (laughs) First time mankind came together. Now the whole earth and had one language and one speech, and it came to pass that they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there and they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name, what? For ourselves. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole world. It's not about God. It's about replacing God. It's not about giving honor to God. It's about making a name for yourself. It's about making sure that that God knows that we don't need Him. We can take good care of ourselves. But in reality, God is looking at all of that. Psalm 2 says, why do nations rage and the people plot at vain things? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. What? Against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bones in pieces and cast away their cords from us. You know, they don't want God. They don't want Jesus. Let us us break those bones. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision, and then He shall speak to them in His wrath, and distress them in His deep displeasure." Steve Bonta, a professor who is specializing in the international affairs, wrote a book called Inside the United Nations in 2003. And look what he wrote. He says, he looked at behind the scenes. He looked at the behind all of their PR system and he says our modern independent world is not spontaneous outgrowth of natural economic and political forces. It's largely an artificial creation of the United Nations system and the ins- and the insiders who manage it, insiders who manage it. That other group that I told you about, have their minions inside to manage it. And their goal, what? An international system of weakened, dependent nations clinging clinging to the UN system for life support as a prelude to outright, outright world government. It's already taking shape. All of that. And so when you have a group of very evil people who claim to be God themselves. Who claim to have seen the light, but not the light of God. Who claim to know better and decide for you because they are given that task to do that. And you know who from. Then they come up with agendas. And I would like to start with what all of us are talking about right now. Because that's the thing that caused me to come up with this message. This past Friday, when was it? Yesterday? Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. The first Friday since Iran had an Islamic revolution. First Friday in 40 years that they canceled all prayers in the mosque. All prayers. First time ever, not to mention that they had to bury today one of their parliament members and the deputy president or or, or vice president to women's affairs. She also is sick with coronavirus right now. And I can give you a whole list of people that either died or are sick right now from their own inner circles. That's why they they claim that President Trump sent the coronavirus to Iran. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what we are watching right now is a pandemic that the World Health Organization is not even admitting up until maybe a few days ago. And they they, they played it down so well. Even the Chinese authorities themselves, days after the outbreak started in Wuhan, the local authorities in that city allowed a massive public potluck lunch to be held. With over 10,000 people. All of them, by the way, are either sick or dead right now. And knowing that there is an outbreak of a virus they've never seen before. And they allowed it to happen because... And when you ask them, why did you do that? They say, we did not receive any instructions not to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look at this virus uh, on, the, on, on the way it looks on, on the screen. I don't know if you have it. Um, it's, it's a round thing that uh, is basically having a look of a crown, all of those things. That's why it's called corona from crown. And, and, and coronavirus is a known virus. It's a virus that has been in the market for a while. It's a virus that attacks your upper respiratory system. It's a virus that causes you to cough and to, of course, uh, attacks your lungs. And eventually people uh, suffocate and die. This is. What SARS used to be, SARS was a coronavirus. By by the way, you know what the name of the coronavirus today? The official name of coronavirus, not the disease, but the virus is SARS-CoV-2. That's the name. You all call it coronavirus, but that's a common name. The scientific name is SARS. It's a new virus responsible for an outbreak of respiratory illness known as, and that's the disease, COVID. It's coronavirus. Disease 19, because it started in December of 19, which has spread to several countries around the world. Right now, nearly 40 countries. You should see what's going on in Italy right now. All the stadiums, all the shopping malls, all the tourist attractions, everything is shut down. You should see what's going on in in Japan. Japan, all the educational system is shut down. Disneyland in Japan is shut down, for you. I mean, you're Floridian, so probably when I say Disney, it causes you to understand more how bad it is. And it's interesting, you know, because it's not the deadliest virus we've seen. Not at all. But we've never seen something like that, which has an unusual incubation period of up to 27 days. It can be in you, you have no symptoms, you have no way to even know you have something. And you can all, it can sit there before symptoms come out for 20, up to 27 days. Now, of course, 27 is we had only one person, that 70-year-old Chinese, that had it. But that's enough to have one person to understand how sustainable this thing is. How strong this virus is. And then there's the unusual nature of a super contagious one. We've never seen anything like that before. Now, again, It is super contagious, super contagious. Israelis who came back from Italy had it. There's none in Israel. We never had it in Israel, but we imported that from Italy or from the cruise ship in Japan, the Diamond Princess. And the cruise ship, everybody were isolated in their rooms. And it started with 10 people, now it's over 400. Danny Shoham, a former Israeli military intelligence officer who had studied the Chinese biological warfare program, two days after the eruption, two days after the outbreak, said that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is linked to the program and has studied anthrax, a known biological warfare agent that is not linked to viruses. In principle, he said, Outward virus infiltration might take place either as a leakage or as an indoor, unnoticed infection of a person that normally went out of the concern facility. Dr. Shoham said, this could have been the case with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But so far, there isn't evidence of indication for such incidents. So he's the first one to say, hey, that's an option you cannot rule out. Then, Fang Chi Tai, a professor at National Taiwan University's College of Public Health said that a French team investigating COVID-19 has found that the key difference between the RATG13 and the COVID-19 was the latter has four additional amino acids not found in any other coronaviruses. Fang said that these four amino acids made the disease easier to transmit. Fang said that the French team's findings had led some in the scientific community to speculate that Chinese scientists thought the SARS outbreak 17 years ago was too easy to, be, to, to deal with. So they developed an upgraded version. And he said that with modern technology, such such an upgrade is theoretically possible. The professor said that the virus normally only have small mutations in the form of singular changes in natural conditions. He asserted that in nature, it is unlikely to have four amino acids added at once. Said it's evolving is maybe one more. But four, immediately, at one time, this is man-made. Somebody engineered that. Fang concluded, therefore, from an academic point of view, it is indeed possible that the amino acids were added to COVID-19 in the lab by humans. And he said that it is also still possible that this occurred in nature, but that the chances are very slim. Fang stressed that the mutations found in the novel coronavirus are unusual in an academic sense. And he asserted that it is indeed possible that it is a man-made product. Chinese scientists believe the deadly coronavirus may have started life in a research facility just 300 yards from the Wuhan fish market. A new bombshell paper from the Beijing-sponsored South China University of Technology says that the Wuhan Center for Disease Control could have spawned, uh, spawned the conti- con- contagion in Hubei province. The possible origin of 2019 NCOV coronavirus penned by scholars Bo Botao Xiao. And Lei Xiao claims that the WHCDC kept disease-ridden animals in laboratories, including six, 605 bats. It also mentioned that bats, which are linked to coronavirus, once attacked a researcher and blood of bat was on his skin, they said. Guys, I don't have a shred of doubt that this is a man-made thing. I also understand why it broke out in the very end of December, in the beginning of January. This is Chinese New Year. This is when all the Chinese, after saving money all over the year, that's their time to travel. This is their time to go, the splurge. Ladies and gentlemen, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. Micah says, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light they practice it, because it is in the power of their hand. Matthew 24 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. There will be a lot of things. And then he also characterized the end times will be famines and pestilences earthquakes in various places and pestilences diseases is what we see now is a <laughs> it's a little thing compared to what the world is going to go through according to the bible when a quarter of the population of planet earth will die so we have viruses that are engineered in labs and are being out in the open and the whole world, by the way, we have not even seen the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the effect on world economy. Because it's not going to kill that many people. It, look, anyone who is below, or I guess 70, and is pr- you know, pretty much healthy, should not be afraid. Because it attacks people that are above, mostly, with some previous issues. Okay, I'm not saying don't... Uh, take uh, precautions, I'm just saying, this is not the deadliest thing we've seen. Not at all. But the fact that it spreads to hundreds of millions of people worldwide can kill a lot of people. If 2% or 1% is what it kills, 1% of a thousand people is one thing. But 1% of 100 million people is another thing. And that, Can you imagine the effect on traveling? Imagine the effect on flying. You can imagine the effect of, look. The Geneva car show, I'm a big fan of cars. I always read on every car show in the world, first time, canceled, Geneva car show. Switzerland forbid all gathering of anyone, of 1,000 people and more, banned it, you cannot do it anymore. The next thing that we have is deadly vaccines. I'm sure you all heard about it, I'm sure you all know. But this is a market that can bring approximately $30 billion a year. And unfortunately, we're told to do something. And it's good people, we're doing it. What we don't understand is that preliminary testing on vaccines is not nearly as thorough as tests run on pharmaceutical drugs. This results in children essentially being tested on. Our own children, the Center for Disease and Control, CDC, openly admitted in 2012 that they had not run any tests comparing vaxxed versus non unvaxxed children. In the last 30 years, the child vaccine schedule has tripled more, and more, and more, and more. And the U.S. autism rate has increased from one for 10,000 to 1 to 50 parallel to the vaccination now you're probably saying why do you even bring it up well first of all it's my <laughs> my right to do that i'm the speaker here right now <laughs> but second of all you're going to see you are going to see there is a link between all of those things because when you move on you see another thing The latest thing now is to promote late-term abortions. And here I am, going online, trying to find what the late-term abortion is all about. 99% of the internet is filled with how good it is, and how it is for the best of the mother, and for the best of the child. I don't know how you kill someone, is for the best of the someone. But I know one thing, not even one word about the real stats. Of who does it? So it took a lot of determination on our side to dig so deep to find something. I want to show you a picture. This is a picture taken just a few days ago on February 13. This picture was taken by a Brazilian photographer, Rodrigo Kunstmann. He shot this picture of Isabela Pereira de Jesus. And she glared at the doctors. Now, this is a picture of a young girl with a character. This is a picture of a young girl that is angry that the doctor wants to spank her just so she will cry, so they will cut the cord. This is a picture of a person, a human being that is not just, just meat. It has soul, it has spirit, and it has a character. This is a few seconds after he came out of the womb. Seconds, not even minutes. And now I want to take you to a terrifying chart. The state of Florida records reasons for every abortion that occurs within the borders each year. In 2018, there were 70,083 abortions in Florida. This table lists each reason and the percentage of abortions that occurred because of it. Take a look, how many did it because the pregnancy resulted from an incestuous relationship? And all the way to what? No reason. reason. Elective. No reason. 75% decided to go for an abortion for what? No reason. It has nothing to do with their health. It has nothing to do with the health of the baby. It has nothing to do with the health of the society. It has all to do with no reason. I mean, I understand when somebody, as a doctor, is trying to, to save the life of, of someone. I understand that, you know what? You know When you're being brought almost dead to the hospital, the doctor is not w- Telling you, do you want to live or die? Let me know because I can do both. (laughs) The doctor is not even talking to you. If he can save your life, he saves your life. Because life matters. Am I right? Here, it's the opposite. The doctors, what do you want? Death? Okay. Because death matters here, not life. According to the Johnson Archive, Look at this, Arizona, Florida, Utah, look at all of that. I want you to see, look at the elective on all of them, phenomenal. The reasons of all, unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronald Reagan first implemented the Mexico City policy to ban US funding to foreign organizations that fund abortion, but U.S. administrations, after him, re, uh, resented this. Yes, taxpayers' dollars has been funding foreign abortions also for decades. The Trump administration implemented an executive order to stop funding abortions in foreign countries <laughs> in 2017, taking even stronger steps to date. and. Reallocating the money to better purposes regarding foreign aid. And, and last I want to show you is this, take a look at this stack of money. This is what I call the abortion industry. It's pro-cash, not pro-choice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about $800 million annually business in the U.S. alone, according to um, the article of Abortion for Profit by Allen. Gottemacher Institute, AGI. Psalm 22.10 says, I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Psalm 139, for you formed my inward part. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am filled. Fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you, and when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. You know, they determine what's a human being, what's not, by the size of the embryo, by the side. No, when yet I was not even formed, being yet unformed, my substance, you already saw me. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them." Before we were born, God already knows the days of our life. Before we even started, there's a plan for us. There's life for us. God wants people to be born and to live. It's very simple. Proverbs 6, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed, what? Innocent blood. You don't even ask that baby. Look at little Isabella. Nobody asked her anything. She came forth because that's the natural thing to be done. And she looked at those doctors that could have been those who may may have killed her. I'll tell you a story. Our fourth child. My wife will kill me for telling that, but I bank that she isn't watching right now. My fourth child, they gave us 30% of uh, um, being um, with Down syndrome. And throughout the entire pregnancy, they expected us to make up our mind and to make the decision. And we didn't even think about it. And she kept going to the medical checkups and, and you know what? The day she gave birth, it's the doctor that had been bugging her to do something about it, to do something about it, to deliver the baby. And then she asked him, how is the baby? And he said, he's perfectly fine. And she said, you see? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, he said to Jeremiah, the prophet. I ordain you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah says, for the children of Judah have done evil in my sight. Yes, the Lord, they have set their abomination in the house, which is called my name, to pollute it. And they have built a high place for, of Tophet, Tophet, playing the drum, toph which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my heart." The God Molech, that deity that was worshiped by the Canaanites, the children of Israel, some of them, you know, instead of (laughs) condemning it, participated in it. And God, through the prophet Jeremiah, rebuked them for that. It did not come into my heart. I did not command you to kill your babies. That's what God said. If that's not enough, now redefining marriage. It's a new thing. We change everything. Now it shouldn't be necessarily men and women. And I want you to know the fall of fertility. How redefining marriage will further declining birth rates in the United States. And you also read about it in America's shrinking future. Ladies and gentlemen, two gentlemen wrote an amicus curiae It's a professional person that is not party or in particular legislation, litigation. excuse me. But that is permitted by the court to advise in respect to some matters. They wrote that advice, that amicus curiae brief written by two scholars of fertility and marriage, Walter Schum. Professor of Family Studies at Kansas State University, a frequent contributor to uh, Me, Creator Net, and a Jason S. Carroll, professor of Family Life in Brigham Young University. Walter and Schumann uh, and Jason wrote this: "Redefining marriage in genderless terms breaks the critical conceptual link between marriage and uh, procuration." It it, 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 it it implicitly endorses an adult-centric model of marriage, ignores the inherently generative nature of heterosexual marriages and sends a powerful message that marriage-based uh, uh, Procreation is not a valued social priority. The actual experience of states and nations that have adopted this redefinition shows that such change would erode the role of marriage in our society. Leading to what? Fewer marriages and what? Fewer births. So when you want to reduce birth, Just make sure that it's not male and female, so they cannot do it. That's the only way it can be done. Last time I checked. (laughs) Romans 1. But let me continue after that. Uh, The gender confusion, we went over that. Let's go to the drugs legalization. Let's move to drugs legalization. It's part of it. I want you to see in Galatians 5, it says, "...now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, uh, content uh, nations, jealousies, uh, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions." All of It's a long list. And you know, up until not long ago, the, the slogan in the United States led by President Reagan and mostly by his wife Nancy was what? Yes. Just say no say no to drugs now let me show you 2019 map of the united states apart from the three gray colored all the states say yes some of them say yes for certain some of them say to all some of them say yes but under certain conditions but all of them apart from three are now actively selling drugs, and it's okay. You know, I, one time I, I had a chance to sit in Germany and talk with an Iranian Revolutionary Guard court uh, operative that uh, defected. And I was uh, there to question him. And uh, I wrote a report, and one of the things he said, I mean, I, I knew most of what he said, but one of the things he said astonished me. He said, from the least of the soldiers to the top of our commanders, we're all on drugs. And I said, why do you think that? He said, that's the way they control us. They control us when we are in need for whatever they give us. That's how they control us. And I was thinking to myself, I'm looking at this map, and now I'm looking at the map of the rest of the world. If a world leader wants to control people, all he needs to do is give them as many drugs as possible, so he can easily control them. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, comes a president that says the opiate is actually an epitome, and we must tackle it. Everybody hates him. Because he is pointing at the... By the way, President Trump is an accident. He's a big accident. He's the biggest accident that ever happened to the One World government. And I will conclude with a climate change indoctrination. Because, ladies and gentlemen, while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer. Last time I checked, winter and summer is one thing, cold and heat are another thing. Let's read it again, together. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night, shall not cease. Planet Earth goes through cold seasons and hot seasons. And you really think you are someone if you think it has to do with you. And I want to take you now to the one thing that you don't hear, the agenda behind it. Let me show you this. Let me show you what this says. Population growth must be addressed in all countries to what? Tackle climate change. Basically, they're saying there is climate change and it's because of us. So we must not multiply, basically you understand what I'm just saying? They're basically telling you, by the way, in 1992, uh, in a book of a former U.S. Vice President, Al Gore. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because he's always wrong? Good! Well, take a look at what he says. No goal is more crucial to healing the global environment than what? Stabilizing human population. That's what he said in 1992. Let me take you now to your favorite, the new one. This is the, your favorite new one. Um, CNN. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. This is a, a um, town hall meeting about climate change. Um, last, uh, at the end of last year, it's actually on September 4th, 2019. CNN's climate change town hall. This lady, Martha... Redolf said, Good evening, human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I mean, it's already a given, she decided. and Then she said, I realize this is a pr- uh, poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seem a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue, and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? <laughs> catastrophe! <laughs> and then, what? It's about planet that must sustain its growth. And Bernie Sanders says, Well, Martha, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies, once again. And then he says, and make pro uh, reproductive decisions. The Mexico City Agreement, which I talked about earlier, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that allow women to have abortions or even get involved in birth control, to me, is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, where women do not necessarily want to have large number of babies. He decided they don't want to have a lar- large number of babies. And where they can have the opportunity through birth control. What? To control the number of kids they have, this is something I very, very strongly support. Ladies and gentlemen, a new God, we will help you determine how many kids you have. How? He's not saying, uh, don't make babies. He's saying, if you don't want them, kill them. There is no, avoid sleeping with one another here. There is, we better continue pushing the abortion thing. Romans 8.19.22 for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself, planet Earth, everybody's accusing everybody for causing, you know, uh, uh, global warming. That's baloney. Sin brought global warming. And what do they want to do? Not tackle sin. Tackle what? Babies. Everything that is good. Jobs. Bread on the table. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. And the role of the believers, I'll conclude in John 3. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Ephesians 5 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is the acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather what? Expose them. That's what I'm doing right now, right here. And anyone that is exposing one of these things, two of these things, three of these things, is doing a right thing. The case after the rapture? Is that the coming of the lawless one is according to the works of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. We know that. And we know that after the rapture, people are not going to believe. They are actually God will send them delusion. What? That they should believe the lie. That lie, that it's us who control climate, that it's us who control birth, that it's all about us. That lie, God will Okay, that's what you want to believe? believe? Go ahead. That they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth. But had pleasure in unrighteousness. When I see women, they're uh, 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 parading, uh, you know, the whole uh, issue of of, of, of of abortion. I'm like, what? Where are we? That we we're so proud of killing babies. Earth population during the tribulation, ladies and gentlemen. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every false spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The world is eating and drinking from that evil group of people that are going to produce the evil one and evil world government. And they're going to drink and eat from their hands. And then, of course, it says, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich. Through the abundance of her luxury, all the profits that they make from killing, and from hurting, and from deceiving. And final words. Revelation doesn't end in chapter 18. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. And in the middle of its street, and on either side of the river was the tree of life. Which bore twelve fruits. And then I want to continue. And then there shall be no light there in that place. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. The time is near. And then he said to me. These words are faithful and true. He said. And the Lord God of the holy, of the holy prophets sent his angel. To show his servants the things which must shortly take place, and Jesus said, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his word. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, and they may have the right to the tree of life. And they may enter through the gates into the city, the New Jerusalem, but outside are the dogs and sorcerers, and sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Therefore, desire, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. And today, life is what God wants you to take, and it's free. You don't need to do anything to earn the love of God. He already sent His only begotten Son 2,000 years ago. And all you need to do is simply believe. And I want to tell you, folks, There is a satanic plot, but we know the end. We know who wins. In this world, you may have tribulations, but be of good cheer, Jesus said. I have overcome this world. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your Word. I thank you for your promises. I thank you, Father, that you enable us to expose the evil and the darkness in this world. We can clearly see that it's all about life and death, evil and good. And we know what you said to your children choose life. Not only for ourselves, but you and your children shall live. So, Father, today we choose life for us and for our children. And anyone who is thirsty can ask, and you will give him the water of life. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Connect with Behold Israel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download our free app available on Android and Apple under Behold Israel. Amir's teachings can be found in multiple languages. You can also visit our website, beholdisrael.org.